Today's Vision Builders Sunday. And like I said, we take some time to kind of hit the pause button. And really, I just need 30 minutes. Um, and really um, reflect, not just hear a message. I think on a normal basis, we can come to a Sunday experience and want to hear a message that what God wants to say to me. What is it that God wants to share with me? I need something to hold me down this week. I need something to, to know that God was with me this week, this past week that just happened. But on a Vision Builder Sunday, what we're saying is, that, hey, we're going to hit the pause button for a second. Because sometimes we need to reset and remind our, ourselves of what God's vision for our lives is. Amen? You guys are getting quiet on me. All right, let's try this again. I said, sometimes we have to hit the pause button and kind of reflect. You know, how, like, let's go back. Let's remember. Let's rehearse. Let's review. Because sometimes you can start with enthusiasm and excitement, but I like to compare it to a wedding. How many know that weddings are amazing? But there's a difference between the wedding and the marriage, right? Because you can have an amazing wedding, and I love weddings. I participate in amazing weddings. But I also know what it is to be married for 11 years. And so you have to have the same enthusiasm and excitement and commitment in the beginning as you do even in the middle. And so what Vision Builder Sunday is, is saying, hey, let's remind ourselves of what we're committed to. Let's remind, of ourse remind ourselves what God's vision for our church is. Amen? Amen. So with no further ado, I'm going to ask you to open up your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7. I'm going to try to sit in this chair for as long as I can. <laughs> um, but it says this. Since you excel in so many ways in your faith, since you in excel in your gifted speakers, I praise God that at Kuhau we got some gifted speakers. Since you excel in your knowledge, since you excel in, th in your enthusiasm and in your love from us, I want you to excel also in this gracious act of giving. In other words, what, what the Apostle Paul is saying, he's saying, hey, you have grown, you have developed, you have gone through a process in so many areas in our church community. You have grown, you've excelled in these areas, but just because you've excelled in some areas doesn't mean that God is complete. God wants to do more in your life. Anybody ready for the more of God in their lives? He says, I want you to also excel in this act of giving. Now, now look what he says. He says, I'm not commanding this from you. He says, I'm not trying to force you. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to like, like make you do this. I'm not trying to bend your arm behind your back. I'm not trying to submit you to make this. I don't want you to feel like you have to do this. I don't want you to feel like you're forced to do this. He says, I'm not commanding you to do this, but I'm testing how genuine your love is. By what? By comparing it with the eagerness of other churches. Now, he's not using this term compare to say that, hey, you should measure yourself by the standard of others. 
what he's saying is that there's something about being in relationship with other church communities there's something about being in relationship with other individuals that you can take inspiration from what God has done in their lives in other words that I could look at Pastor Marquez and see man if God brought you through then God can bring me through as well I could look at Reuben and say hey listen if he can get married then anybody can now just joke him that's my little brother just in case if you, he's all right you, you can take inspiration you could look at other people's lives and say man if they're broke and they're still generous then god i can be generous too that, that's the kind of comparison he says i want to test that i want you to kind of examine yourselves and examine the kind of love that you possess because look look at this church they broke it in you and they're still able to excel in this form of giving and he says verse 9 you know the generous grace of the lord jesus christ he says you know this though he was rich yet for your sakes he became poor so that by his poverty you could make so that he could make you rich here is my advice and this is really where i want to hone in in today's talk it would be good for you to finish what you started a year ago last year you were the first who wanted to give and you were the first to begin doing it now you should first finish what you started but let the eagerness you showed in the beginning be matched now by your giving let the eagerness you showed in the beginning be matched now by your giving on this vision sunday i want to speak on the theme i am a vision builder look at the person next to you tell them i am even if you don't feel like you're one right now but just declare it by faith say i am say i am i love it that we got a loud church in the house i said i am a vision builder can we pray heavenly father we just thank you for these precious moments lord god that you have given us to just be with you lord we are able to just kind of sit sit and soak in your presence but also hear from you lord I don't think you're speaking to an individual today as much as you are going to be speaking to a people. And I think, the, I think those that will be more inclined to hear your voice today would be those that are identified as part of this group and people. That we are our church community, that we are our church family. That we know you've called us, that you've planted us, that you've placed us. I pray that we may hear with those ears today. In your precious name, we pray. And Lord, I just thank you for my wife because she's so amazing. Um, she's so amazing, God. And I just thank you for all that she poured in. I thank you for every single person, Lord, that helped me celebrate a 40th birthday, Lord God. And there's too many to thank, but Lulu, Ruben, um have like everybody mark everybody lord god that just really behind the scenes was everybody in jesus name pray, pray that you pour into them lord as much as they gave amen and amen could we give god a strong clap offering of praise
Um, uh, have you ever uh, looked at something suspiciously? Suspiciously. I've learned after 11 years of marriage how to look at things suspiciously. Have you looked at something and been suspicious of it? Have you been suspicious of something? I think it's so easy to be suspicious nowadays, and, and I don't blame people for being suspicious. Um, um, not, you know, not too long ago, we were in my kitchen, and a UPS driver comes knocking on my door, and we open the door to him. Maylene's in my kitchen. We're having a conversation, and it's pretty a good conversation. We open the door, and he's like, hey, does Marlon Quillen live here? And we're like, oh, yes, because he's a UPS guy. And we're looking at him, and of course, do you have a package? He goes, yeah, I think I have a package for him. And he goes back to his truck. He comes back. He says, I actually don't have the package. I thought I had the package. Well, guess who comes? Captain Investigation. Who's looking for my son? Don't worry, it's the UPS guy. Yeah, but was he wearing a uniform, and was he in a truck? I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about over here? Like, what do you mean? She's like, no, because you don't know. Someone could have put on a UPS costume, and you need to make sure that there's a truck that also says UPS, because they could have just put on a UPS costume to try to find out where Marlon Quillen lived, and you just guys just confirmed that he lived right here. I'm like, holy moly. <laughs> what in the world is happening? And super suspicious. I mean, there's levels of suspicion. I mean, it's happening to me. Like the other day, I actually, uh, I'm new to Uber. Anybody know Uber? Like anybody use Uber? I'm new to Uber because I usually drive. Um, but I've been using Uber lately. And the other day, I'm, I mean, this is new to me. So the guy, like, I, I just press a button and a guy shows up in the front of like where I am. And I'm like, and, and I'm I, I, he shows up. He's like, hey, are you Ro? And I'm like, are you Muhammad? And he's like, yes. He's like, come in. So I come in and they're like, he's like, like greeting me and he's like, oh, welcoming. And he's like, all excited. And he's like, hey, how you doing? What do you do? What are you, what were you doing? I think he's like having conversations with me. And I'm the whole time I'm like, I'm like looking at him real suspect. I'm like, why are you being so nice to me? You trying to get something out of me. You trying to get like, like this doesn't make sense. Like what? And I'm very suspicious because I kind of think like the reason that he's being nice and the reason that he's being so welcoming is maybe because he wants something from me. Maybe he wants like a good tip. You know, maybe he wants, you know, just a, a five-star review. And that's what I'm thinking. That's the reason I'm suspicious. I'm like, you're normally not that nice, okay? I'm sure you are a jerk outside of life, okay? Outside. And, and, um, and I, I thought about that because I think that it's so easy nowadays to kind of be suspicious of, of even the most purest things. I think that. I think that we could even come into a church setting like this on a Vision Builder Sunday, and we can think that the intention of, of what we're sharing is because, uh, you know, someone, you know, at church, they're always trying to get something out of you. I think we could be suspicious on a Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon and be like, yeah, I just think that, you know, I come in and like, I, 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 it's great. Like, yeah, I, I love the vision, but we could also feel behind our mind because of society and everything that's happened in our world. It's like, yeah, but what are they trying to get out of me? And I got to hold on to what I'm holding. And I think we could approach a Sunday experience like that. And here's what I want to tell you. I, listen to me very clearly. And this, I'm just talking to you as your pastor today. I'm not preaching to you. Today is not a preaching message. Today is me just having a conversation. I even spoke to Amanda. Like I wanted to sit, I, I wanted to sit right there and Amanda was like that's not going to work with the lighting and the cameras and all that I was like you know what we're going to have to fix that for next time because I want to sit right there and look in your faces listen to me I promise you that God doesn't want to get something from you God doesn't do what he does God doesn't speak to you to try to get something from you God is always can I tell you even further Kuhau is not trying to get something from you 
Kuhau's not trying to get something from you. We don't do what we do. We don't exist to try to get something from people. But here's what I do want to tell you. Here's what I promise you, that everything that we do, here's what I know about God, that God's never looking to get something from you. He doesn't need anything from us. But God is always looking to get something to us and something through us. He's always... He's always looking to get something to you. And so on a Sunday afternoon, our our heart's desire should never be, I'm going to church, but what is it that they're going to try to get from me now? I pray that our heart's desire would be, God, what is it that you want to get to me so that you can get it to this world through me? If that's you in this place, give God a praise in this room. And so... And so, like, my message today is really just to speak to our church and our community and our dream team, dream team members in the house. Um, uh, I just want to talk to you about what is a vision builder. I I am a vision builder. And I just have three things I want to share with us about what a vision builder is. I'm not going to take too much. I have literally 17 17 minutes to share with you because I wanted to kind of just share a small devotional with us so that we can uh, take some time to honor some people today. Um, But I wanted to speak about what a vision builder is. And I just want to give you three points. Here's the first one. Can you write this down? A vision builder is just as committed to the vision towards the end as they were in the beginning. I want you to write that down. A vision builder is, is just as committed to the vision towards the end as they were in the beginning. And so the Apostle Paul, we're going to talk about this context in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. The Apostle Paul is writing to the church in Corinth who made a commitment. And in this particular context, they, they made a commitment for a project and to fund a project and to raise funds. And, and in the beginning of this commitment, they were super eager, super excited, super enthusiastic. They were ready to, to pour into and sow a seed into what God has laid out, what God's plan was. And they're like, yes, we're going to do it. We're excited. And this is what Paul has to remind them. Paul says, here's my advice. I, it would be good... For you to finish what you started a year ago. See, this is why it's so important about vision builders. Because sometimes we could be a year later in and realize that we haven't finished what we started. And sometimes we can go two years in and leave the assignment incomplete and start on new assignments when God is saying, wait, there's still an assignment that has begun that they're supposed to finish. So the Apostle Paul says, hey, I need you to finish what you started a year ago. Everybody say last year. year. Say last year. Last year, year, you were the first who wanted to give. You were the first who believed. You were the first who who were committed. You were the first who rose, raised your hand. You were the first that jumped with enthusiasm. You were the first to say yes to Jesus. You were the first to say yes to your calling. Last year, you were excited. You were ready. You were pumped. You said, God, send me. I will go. God, I will do it. If you provide it, God, I'm ready. Last year, you were the first who wanted to give. And you were the first to begin doing it. So he's not talking about flakers he's not talking about people that talk about it but don't do about it that's not who he's talking about he's talking about people who spoke about it are about it 
but sometimes get distracted in the middle of the process. Have you ever been distracted? Thank you, Mark is the only honest person in the... Thank you. Have you ever been distracted? Have you ever been so distracted that by this time, when they look up the word distraction, they have a picture of you in it? Come on. Raise your hands and your feet. You have been so distracted. He's not talking about flakers. He's not talking about people that talk about it but don't do about it. He's not talking about people that give lip service. He's talking about people that have been, they said yes, but they also showed it in their commitment, but somehow they got distracted. Somehow they have allowed something to pull them from their focus. And he's saying, hey, my advice is that that same enthusiasm you had, that same excitement that you had, that same commitment that you had, you, you were doing it back then. But I'm calling you to just be steady and committed and don't lose sight of what the purpose that we initiated this project from the beginning. He says, last year, you were the first who wanted to give and you were the first who began doing it. Now you should finish what you started. Look at the person next to you. Tell them, finish what you started. Tell them, finish what you started. Look at the person from, from, a, from, from the third row to the back. Tell them, look at back. Say, hey, yo. Finish what you started. This is let the eagerness you showed in the beginning be matched now by your giving. He says that same eagerness is only proven in the end. And in the Bible, there's this agricultural um, understanding. There's always these, these uh, stories. There's always these, these, these kind of references that Jesus would make about agriculture. And the, the, because there was a common understanding, and it would be this. It would be seed. Everybody shout seed. seed. There's time. Say time. And there's something called harvest. So, so seed is in the beginning when you started. Time is the time that you take to nurture that seed. And harvest is the promise, is when you're looking to reap. It's the finishing line. That's the harvest. So in the Bible, there's this understanding that when you plant something, when you plant a tree or when you plant uh, uh, some kind of, of, of plant, there's this understanding that you're going you're gonna to sow a seed, but then there's going to be something called time. Everybody shout time. time. That time is usually when people get messed up. What, what do I mean? That oftentimes we could be so excited about planting the seed, but oftentimes we're not patient enough to see the seed mature and unfold. And I looked this up. Do you know that for a tree to enter its point of maturity, it takes anywhere between 10 and 20 years? That means Lisa and I are only one year into the maturity of our tree marriage. Come on, somebody. But how many of us give up before we even reach our point of maturity? Let's be honest. That's why I just wanted to talk to you as a pastor. Like, how many times, this is me, how many times do we give up before we see even the evidence of some kind of maturity and growth unfolding? I remember I heard this preacher talking about when he planted this tree, and he planted the tree, and he was a kid at the time, it was an apple tree, and he planted the tree, and, and he would like, you know, he would pour water in, 
pour water, make sure it got its proper sunlight. This was this kid, and, and what he saw was the tree wasn't growing. And what he saw was fruit wasn't coming out. And he went to his dad. He said, Dad, I must not be good at this. So I was like, why? He's like, because there's no fruit coming out. He goes, oh, no. Fruit doesn't come out until a couple of more years. You're going to have to keep watering, nurturing, and then once you're consistent and not seeing any fruit, eventually fruit will develop. See, what a vision builder is, is a vision builder is someone that is so excited in the beginning, but it's as excited in the beginning and through the process until the end. Like my commitment is just not in the beginning when the vision is laid out. My commitment is when you are in the middle of your process and don't see the vision and it's getting blurry and it's fading away and the enthusiasm is, is just, is just uh, dampening. Like that's a vision builder says, you know what? I remember that a seed was planted. I remember that I've been toiling. I remember that I've been committed. I remember that God said something, and if God said it, it will come to pass. And I'm and, and so many of, of God's children, unfortunately, they give up at the second year. They give up at the third year. They give up at the fourth year. Why? Why? Because they didn't believe? No, because they got distracted and they got discouraged. And it could get discouraging. It could get discouraging in year six. It could get discouraging in year seven. But a vision builder says, nah, I'm just as committed in the beginning when I didn't see the problems, when all I saw was the vision, when all I saw was the promise. I'm just as committed in the beginning as I am through the process and until the end of the process. That is a vision builder. And when I think about Staten Island, can I be honest? There's so much work to do in Staten Island. We planted this church in 2013, and in Staten Island, man, sometimes we're like, why? I, 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 2013, we're nine years in, and it's like, yo, how come we haven't reached a million people yet in Staten Island? How come we haven't reached this entire city for Jesus? Oh, because there's been years and centuries and centuries upon tradition and religion that we're breaking through. And if you think it's only going to take one year, and you think it's going to happen in five years, and you think it's going to happen in six years, can I, just, can I just be honest with you? There's a lot of digging that we have to do so that the root, the root system can take place, so that this tree can flourish and enter its maturity. And as you just heard, maturity is only at the 10th to 20th year, so we're just getting started. Can I tell you what God is doing in Staten Island and what God is doing at Christ Uncensored is not a hot pocket anointing. And so many of us want to just take the hot pocket, put it in the microwave. We live in this like rapid, rapid, oh, like insta everything, insta everything, insta everything, fast food. Everything is automatic. Everything is immediate. Everything's going to happen. And we, we treat our life that way. We treat our church that way. We treat our spouses that way. We treat our kids that way. It's like we want to see it. We want to see it. And some of us don't even wait the whole 30 seconds. At 29, we're already hitting the door. It's like one more second. What God is doing in your life 
is not a hot pocket anointing. It's not a microwave anointing. It's not just make it happen in a minute anointing. What God is doing in your life is going to take time. And don't give up on yourself because God is willing to stick it through and make sure it unfolds and God is willing to see it manifest. I don't care if it takes 10 years. I don't care if it takes 20 years. Don't give up just yet. God is just getting... The nine-year mark is just like, whoa, oh gosh, we're at the finish line. God is saying, hey man, you just, you just, you just got started, brother. There's this verse in Matthew, and I love this because look what it says. He says, Pastor, I, Pastor, I saw this. I never saw this in scripture, but I saw this now for the first time. Verse 37, Matthew chapter 9. He said to his disciples, the harvest is great. Everybody say great. But the workers are few. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. When we're asking God for something, it's never the promise that's the problem. It's never the harvest that's the problem. He's saying the harvest is great. Watch this. But the workers are few. Now watch this. So pray. Everybody shout pray. Pray. Pray to the Lord of the harvest. Pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his field. You you know what I saw this? I saw this. This was crazy. I saw that it says the harvest was great. In order for a harvest to be great, that means there was a whole lot of seed sowing. In other words, there was a whole lot of starters Pastor, whole lot of starters. He says, the harvest is great, but now there's only a few workers left. Because somewhere down the line, though they were sowing, 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 they weren't willing to wait the process to reap the harvest. And now when it's harvest season, there's not enough workers. He says, so I need you to pray. I need you to pray to the Lord who's in charge of the harvest. He's already taking care of the harvest. I need need workers. I need people to come and and join arms and lock arms together and say, hey, we're going to make sure that we tend to this harvest and reap this harvest. We're going to make sure we come together. The harvest is never the problem. I don't know about you, but I I want it to be said about myself. You know what? I wasn't just a good starter. I was a good finisher. Hey, hey, why am I I here at 2 o'clock? Because I'm a good finisher. Why have been serving in the same position? Because I'm a good finisher. Why is it that I'm the preacher of the church and I could still have to do pipe and drape? You know why? Because it doesn't matter. I'm a good finisher. And if it takes for me to do pipe and drape by myself, guess what? I will do it by myself. Not because I have to, not because I need a platform, not because of any of that. Because I believe that the Lord of the harvest declared something for Staten Island, New York. And I know it's not just for me. Here's the second thing I want to give you. Number, number two, a vision builder doesn't just have, have a heart for the house. They have a heart of the house. A vision builder doesn't just have a heart for the house. Now, a heart for the house is very important because oftentimes you can come to a church setting like this and not have a heart for the house, which I totally understand. Every church that I go to, I don't have a heart for, in particular, to tie into their vision. Not that I don't have love, I just don't have a heart for their vision. 
which is totally understandable. But the natural progression would be that you would have a heart for the vision. You have a heart for the house. And so many of us, when we came here, maybe you didn't have a heart for the house. You didn't have a heart for God's church, but it's the same thing with our relationship with God. You don't, na- you don't naturally have a heart for God, but eventually you have a heart for God. But watch this. Then, then you let the evolution take place. And you go from having a heart for God to having the heart of God. It's just a natural progression. You have a heart for God. Lord, I love you. But then, then it's like, Lord, I love you. Lord, I thank you for what you've done in my life. Lord, I thank you for how gracious you've been to me. Lord, I thank you that you saved me. Lord, I thank you that you, you, you saved my family. Lord, I thank you that I'm not in addiction. Lord, I thank you that I've, I've been set free from, from all these things. Lord, I thank you. But that's a heart for God. But then it transforms into the heart of God. Lord, use me to help them with their addiction. Lord, use me to help set them free. I don't care how much money it takes. I don't care how much dedication it takes. I don't care how much commitment it takes. Lord, use me. That's having a heart, the heart of God. So there comes a time that as a vision builder, a vision builder doesn't just have a, does this make sense? A vision builder doesn't just have a heart of the, uh, for the house. They have the heart that represents the house. It represents the house. And the house in this context is talking about your local church, the church that God has called you to be planted in. And again, I'm talking to vision builders in this house. And so there's a time where you are going to have a heart for the church. But there also comes a time where you're going to have the heart of the church. And what that says is I've embraced the heart of this church. I've embraced what God has called me to do in this church. I don't just come to analyze and criticize and say, look what the church did wrong or look what the church did good. You see yourself as part of, not as an outsider looking in, but a participator because you are identified with your church community. You're identified with your church, your local church community. Not that it becomes your identity, is that you are identified with your church community. You know what it means to be identified with something? It, it's like this, like when I, my brother, who you guys met, whoever was here Friday, met my brother. My brother was a Latin King member growing up. Now, I was Raul's little brother. I was identified with him. Does that make sense? I was identified with Raul. Because I was Raul's little brother. Peter was identified with Jesus. They said, hey, aren't you one of the disciples? He's like, nah. What did he do? He disassociated himself from being identified with Jesus. No. No, I don't know Jesus. See, as as Raul's younger brother, being identified with him had some implications and consequences. Because as a brother of a Latin King member, depending who was asking, yo, you Raul's little brother? You Raul's little brother? Who's asking? (laughs) Name yourself. (laughs) Because sometimes it'd be like, sometimes it'd be like, oh, you Raul's little brother, yo, you good. I remember one time this guy looked at me across the street. He was like, what you looking at? I was like... (laughs) I wasn't always six foot one. I was like five foot four till I was 17. He's like, yo, what you looking at? I'm like, you know Raul? He goes, 
Rollo? I'm like, yeah, Rollo. <laughs> He's like, yo, why? I was like, I'm his little brother. And he goes, oh, why didn't you say so, bro? Like, yo, you was up, you know what I mean? I was like, oh. why? Because I was identified with him. I think God is calling some people in this church community. And you ask the Lord, maybe it's not the timing. Maybe you've been only coming here for a week or two weeks, maybe three months. And maybe it's not time for you to identify yourself with the church community. Saying, this is my home. This is my brotherhood. This is my family. That's what a vision builder does. They don't just have a heart for the house. Oh, man, they're, they're awesome. They're great. Oh, they're not so good. They're, they're, they really need work. No, no. It's like, hey, how can I help in this area? How can I help change so that we can get closer to the harvest? How can I do? Listen, any criticism of this church is a criticism of me. I need to do something to help. I have a heart of the house. So what does that mean? That if, that if, that if Christ uncensored is called to give generously, I don't hold back in my giving. I don't try to strategize and budget my own giving. I say, listen, God has called me to give generously. That's what a heart for the house. Here's the last one. A vision builder doesn't wait until the best opportunity. They respond to God's leading in obedience. A vision builder don't, doesn't wait for the best opportunity. You know, when we started this church, this is why maybe our, our faith is strong in this area. We started this church in our home. Do you get that? There was no keyboard player. There was no drummer. It was Maylene, Lisa, and Kim Walker. If you don't know who Kim Walker is, look her up. Play, play? Okay, hit the play button. We worshiping. That's it. There was no greeting team. There was no greeting team. Pastor Marquez, you were there. No greeting team. You know who the cleaning team was? I was seeking the Lord. You know, the greeting team was whoever was closest to the door. That's why we don't wait until the best opportunity. Every T is not going to be crossed. Every I is not going to be dotted. But here's what I know. God has called you to cross a T and dot an I. We don't wait for the best opportunities. We don't wait for the circumstances to be ideal. And can I tell you that? That's in your generosity too. Because if you're still waiting for the perfect opportunity to be generous and give your tithes and your offerings, you're never going to find the perfect opportunity for that because you can always find the reason not to. I decided 20 years ago that I will not live on 100% of my income. 20 years ago, I made that commitment. And when I made that commitment, guess what? When I met Lisa, she didn't tithe. She's like, I ain't gonna let the church give my money. (laughs) That girl's more generous than me now. It's the heart. 
So you don't look for the best opportunities. You respond to God's leading in obedience. That's just it. So I just want to give you if, you, if you're not familiar with the vision of this house, I want you to go to kuhao.com slash vision 2022. Kuhao.com slash vision 2022. And I'm going to give you a few updates. Number one, we said that we were going to enhance our Sunday experiences and our growth track and our community groups. And by the grace of God, I'm excited to say for the first time in two years, we're going back to our community group launch. Watch this. For the first time in two years. And we're going back to the houses. Let's go. We're going back to the houses. Let's go. And we've already have about six community group leaders who have signed up with interest of leading a community group. We praise God for that. We have recorded all four growth. We've recorded all four growth tracks. We've also recorded the community group training for years to come. That's a goal that we had. We also had, we had a vision of building people. We had a bit, we have a vision of believing for a building. Come on, somebody. Now, again, look, can I, can I just show it to you? It can get exciting when you're believing God for a building in the beginning. And you're like, God, yes, we're going to have a building. And we got to raise $200,000. And then when you go to raise the money, you raise $5,000. That could get discouraging. But I'm just as committed as I was. And maybe you weren't able to give to the building during our vision Sunday. But maybe you're able to do it now. We're looking to raise $200,000. But what does a vision builder do? They say, hey, I'm just as committed as before when they announced it as I am now. And I love it because there's people that are even working behind the scenes to raise money for this building. Can we praise God? You know what a vision builder doesn't do? A vision builder doesn't do this. I'll let someone else pay for it. I'll let someone else do it. I'll come enjoy all the things about the building, but let someone else do it. No, a vision, this is not guilt tripping. This is just hear me, hear my heart. A vision builder says, hey, man, I want to be part of that solution. I want to sow a seed into that. It's funny because I don't even know if I can say this out loud, but my brother looked at Bishop's potential. Watch, watch, the, watch, the, uh, watch the, the mentality here. Listen, my, my younger brother, Rodolfo, he goes, hey, who's paying for Bishop's Brazilian jiu-jitsu? I said, his father. I'm making a little YouTube money. Come on, somebody. He goes, can I start paying for it? I said, no, I'm good. He goes, no, like, I want to be part of his story. That's what he said to me. He says, I, I want to I pay for his Brazilian jiu-jitsu because I just, I know that he's going to be something and I just want to be part of it. Not because you need it, I just want to be included in the story. You know what you're giving is? I'm part of that. I'm part of that story. I'm part of what God is doing in Staten Island. I'm part of that happening. We said we're going to have new equipment. 
we have just got the approval to upgrade our cameras and our live stream to have multiple cameras. So this is about to get crazy for our online experience. When we started online experience two years ago, we had 500 subscribers on our channel. Now we have almost 6,000 subscribers. Okay, here's what, I, here's what I want to say. You can stand up. I'm going to pray. Give yourselves a stretch. In 2013, we're, we're sitting, we're sitting on something right now that started in 2013. Okay? What, what, we're, what we're standing on is the generosity and the commitment of those in 2013. My goodness, Yvette was in high school. Here we are, 2022. And because of the generosity and the commitment of people who started, there are things that have happened. And so because of vision builders in 2013, they were vision builders. They didn't even know it yet. <laughs> Why are you laughing so hard, man? Um, because of vision builders in 2013, we have seen hundreds of people come to know Jesus through this ministry. Hundreds, hundreds of people that have come to know Jesus because of this ministry. Because of that, we have over 75 people who have completed growth track. Because of Vision Builders, we have raised over $100,000 a year the last four years in our church budget. So we've been able to operate over $100,000 a year in the last four years. Why? Because of Vision Builders. Because of Vision Builders in 2013, we have supported a full-time staff pastor for six years. Praise God. Because of Vision Builders in 2013, we have reached over 3,000 people through our neighborhood outreaches. We have 35 people serving on a monthly basis. We have overcome a two-year pandemic. When I started this church with my wife in 2013, there was about five churches that started along that same time, 2012 and 2014. This is how I know God wants to do something. Because my friends that started churches at that time are no longer pastoring. And I'm like, God, we're still here. God, we're still here. That means you're up to something still. Because of vision builders back then, we are not in debt in any kind of area. We have not been behind in any of our bills. We have fed over a thousand people. We have supported five kids and one missionary for the last eight years of this church. Why? Because of vision builders. So, 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 2030, 2030. What would they say about the vision builders of 2022? Here's what I believe they'll say. The 2030 people will say they were vision builders. And because they were vision builders in 2022, we have seen thousands of people know Jesus and be baptized. We have a building that operates as a central hub for our campuses. We have multiple locations. 
leaving for a building. And we're building the future. So that one day people could say, there were some vision builders in the house. I want us to collect an offering towards the vision. That's what Vision Builder Sunday is. It's an opportunity to reflect, reset our hearts towards the vision, and say, yeah, I need to be part of that. I need to invest in that. I need to tether my heart with that. And I know I have this money for this, and I have plans for this, and, but God is calling me to carve out a chunk to give back to him. Right before we do that, I, 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 wanna, I want you to prepare your heart to do that. Take a few seconds to do that. But I also want to take this time to show you that God's vision is being manifested. And God's vision is coming to pass. It's coming to pass. And I'm going to ask our leaders to come forward. And I want... Today we're going to be acknowledging three brand new leaders. brand new leaders I'm going to ask Pastor Marquez Anna and Amanda to stand here forward I'm going to can you come center a little bit I want our leaders to surround them can I tell you what the Bible says about leadership it says the fivefold ministry is a gift to the church. It's a gift to the church. In other words, God packaged this group of people to be a gift to you, to be a blessing to you, to equip you. So, to these three precious people, on behalf of myself and Lisa, I know you want to talk. You want to say something? I know you don't. My baby. These three people not only said yes to Jesus, but they said yes to their calling. And this is the thing. They said yes to Jesus, but they said yes to people. You know what the difference between leadership and no leadership Saying yes to Jesus and saying yes to people. So today we acknowledge you in front of this body, what you already are, and that we're just recognizing here today. To steward God's people, to love God's people, to give of yourselves. So we want to present this certificate of leadership. This certifies that Amanda Lee Remedios is officially and publicly recognized as a team leader at Christ Uncensored House of Worship on October 30th, 2022 in Staten Island, New York. Today, Amanda Lee, we want to honor you as an official leader of Christ Uncensored of our broadcast team. We love you.
And, and I just want to say these things to you, Amanda. I am grateful. Um, I'm grateful for who you are. There's a uniqueness to your journey. And I think everybody has witnessed this even from the beginning. And I think you also serve as an example of what it looks like to run forward with God's calling. Not taking your time with it, not just, you know, when God decides, but truly being like, yo, God, if this is what you want from me, I'm willing to give up anything. Love you. I said I love you. No, I'm just... This certificate of leadership certifies and affirms Jose E. Marquez Jr. is officially and publicly recognized as a team leader at Christ Uncensored House of Worship on October 30th, 2022 in Staten Island, New York as a team leader of our prayer counselors. And Pastor Marquez has been such a good friend to me. Um, truly grateful. I, our true confessions. We've been we've been together for 15 years. This is, I mean, he's poured into me so much, and um, I always knew that God called us to serve together. Always knew it. Always knew it from the beginning. And to see it happen and unfold now. It's just amazing. And I'm, and I'm grateful because I get to introduce you to him. Like, there's a part of me that's like, hey, look at him. Look at him. Like, you know? Uh, but just thank you. Thank you for who you've been in my life. Thank you for marrying me and Lisa. <laughs> um, and thank you for trusting our leadership in, in, in terms of your journey, in terms of the direction here at Kura. Thank you for saying, Pastor Rowe, whatever you need, I'm here. It means the world. And I feel unstoppable with Lisa by my side. Unstoppable. But there's also a dynamic that you both possess in our lives that makes us feel even more unstoppable. When we're discouraged, you guys have been a pillar to inspire us to keep moving forward. And so thank you. Thank you. I love you, man. This certificate of leadership certifies and affirms that Ana Rosa Marquez is officially and publicly recognized as a team leader at Christ Uncensored House of Worship on October 30th in Staten Island, New York of the MC team. We love you, Anna. I think that, um, I think everyone here genuinely feels better when you're here. I mean that, like, you carry a presence about you. True presence, when you step in the room, I feel like there's a 30 foot radar. I just wanna be in it. Um, and I just wanna say thank you. Thank you for trusting Lisa and I in leadership. Thank you for trusting um, God's direction. 
and thank you for saying yes to all these beautiful people that you get to serve in leadership for. I love you so much, and I look forward to us continue growing in our relationship. Amen? Amen? Would you guys just extend your, ha- your hands forward as we recognize them today? And I'm going to ask um, May, would you just lead a prayer and I'll piggyback after. And uh, John Miranda, where's John Miranda? John, where's John Miranda? John, can you come forward here? You can come on stage. It's the highlight of John's day. Come on, someone. <laughs> this is our secret weapon right here. This is the one that we got in. Would you guys lead in prayer? You could start, man. John, you could. Lord, we bless you, oh God, and we thank you, Father, for this day. Lord, we just present to you, oh God, Amanda, Anna, and Pastor Marquez, Lord. Father, we thank you, oh God, because it's just so fitting, oh God, just to know that um, even with Pastor Ro and Pastor Marquez's relationship, 15 years, oh God, but now we are reaping, oh God, the seed, oh God, that was placed. 15 years ago, oh God, and we thank you for that, oh God. We thank you for their lives. We thank you for who they are to this body, oh God. We thank you, oh God, because as your word says, they are gifts, oh God, to us, to your people, oh God, in this, in the middle of all of this, oh God. Father, we just bless, we, we say blessings upon their lives, oh God. Lord, that they may continuously lean into you, oh God, as they move forward, oh God, in their journey and in their process, oh God. Father God, that we may, oh God, see your wisdom, oh God, within them, oh God. Lord, that that your anointing upon them, O God, may not just touch the lives in this house, O God, but across this city, O God, across this nation, O God, and eventually across the world, Lord. Father, we are believing, O God, for the things that you are about to do in their lives, O God. Father, and I ask you, Lord, that as they proceed in their journey, O God, that they they just may, O God, hear your word and just fall and fall and fall more and more in love, O God with what you are doing, oh God, with who you are in their lives, oh God. Father, I just thank you for them. I thank you for them saying yes, oh God, not only to you, oh God, as Pastor Rose said, but also to people, oh God. Father, that as the road, oh God, may seem sometimes, oh God, we know that it can get hard, oh God, but Lord, that they may press in, oh God, like never before, oh God. Father God, we just thank you again for the blessings they are, oh God, in our lives, oh God, and in this body, oh Lord. Father, we just bless your name, Jesus. Amen and amen, Lord. Um, there's not a prayer, but there's a, a prophetic thing happening here. Completion. We couldn't be where we are had it not been for these three right here. They are the gap fillers that we had. Each one of them brings something we couldn't bring. And the Holy Spirit is saying right now that this is just the beginning. Like for you, Amanda, like this is your season to explode. There is no more timidness. There's no more shyness. There's no more, I don't know. You will (laughs) explode. And for Pastor Marquez and Anna, it's just like you guys 
are gonna bring a dynamic to this church that shows that no matter what, God did. You are gonna speak to the marriages. You are gonna speak to the couples. It's now, this time now. We love you. Can we give God a praise one more time in this house? told me in the back in honor of this day they're going to name the middle name of the baby Rolando <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you to get ready with your giving um, we're going to sow a seed into the vision of this house and if you're asking there's four ways to give that you can uh, give here as our host team comes forward and you can give through our Givelify app, Christ Uncensored, just look it up. You can also give through our website, kuhat.com. Go to your cash app and look up Kuha, C-U-H-O-W, that's Christ Uncensored House of Worship. And if you're writing a check or a money order, you can put it in an envelope uh, with cash or a check. And let me know when you have it, just raise it up, just raise it up right there where you are. If you're giving through your phone, you can hold up your phone. We're going to pray for this offering. This is not just an offering. This is a seed that we're sowing into the future. This is a seed that we're sowing into the future. You know what money you're never going to lose? Any money you sow into the kingdom. Any money you sow into the kingdom. Every month, and I'm, and I'm only sharing this as a story, every month I sow something, something into the Vision Building Fund. Every month. Because I want my heart tethered to the vision. And so we're going to sow into the vision building. Now if you're in Givelify, there's an area that says Vision Building Fund. That's money that's going to go directly to the building that we're collecting. We're looking to raise $200,000. If you're watching online, you can also go to our website. And in the giving option, you can look for the Vision Building Fund. Amen. Do you have your offering? Shout amen. We're going to say this together. If we could put our creed together, say it with me. Number one, two, three. Today I give generously, acknowledging that God has given me all I have. I give because I trust in the Lord. I give because it's better to give than receive. I give because I believe in the vision of this church family. As I give, I believe God is opening up the windows of heaven over my life and pouring out an overflowing blessing. I believe that as I give, it is being given back to me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I believe I am blessed to be a blessing. Amen. 